Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? A little talking shit. That's right. We're talking some shit on Tuesday. We're going to uh, really talk about um, a couple of two subject matters on the show today. Obviously, the embargo was lifted last Tuesday for the GT, 2024 GT reviewers. They were able to post what they thought about the 2024 GT, and now the embargo has been lifted on the 2024 Dark Horse. Again, the Dark Horse has now solidified that I am from the future. Now, I'm going to show you a couple of clips from the Savage Geese channel and by the way, the Savage Geese channel, if you want to fast forward 30 minutes, please do so and get to the review of their, get to get to the part where they're talking about their cars. For the first 30 minutes, they're basically on their knees blowing Ford executives, blowing the Ford lead engineer, blowing the designer and blah, 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 blah. I didn't even watch it until a fan a follower, a subscriber, a member said, you have been right all along. Check out this timestamp. And I'll show you that timestamp, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly introduces the show properly. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. That's Fucking right. thing it, sucks. It does suck. As always, we want to thank the sponsors that keep the disco ball turning to Auto Solutions. That's right, to Auto Solutions in Puerto Rico. Just released a 10R80 Regal video. Check it out. I think he does a really good job diagnosing the transmission en español. For those of you that are Spanish-speaking folk, to Auto Solution. Race Motor, they have a race coming up with PPG. Really buffed up cars. <laughs> I got a couple more shirts to give away today, so we'll do that. Thank you, Race Motor, for sending out some shirts. Dnhapformance, Dnhapformance.com, the online partars of this channel and Talking Shit Tuesday. That's right. You want to buy anything online, you got to go to Dnhapperformance.com. Partfarm, Partfarm.com has helped immensely on every project I've had, especially the GT500 with pedals, with brakes, uh, master cylinders, odd parts. I'm going to need the center console, so I'm going to hit them up for center console. They do great. Partfarm.com, the title sponsor. Conformers, Conformers has a new cold air intake for C601s, the Ram Air style intake. I'll be testing that in a couple of weeks. Conk Performance, Ultimate Header, UltimateHeader.com, Ultimate Header on Instagram. PMAS, Nick, J um, Nick James and PMAS getting it done up there, talking about putting a Chevelle motor together. And Calumer Transmission, CalumerTransmission.com. If anybody has a GT500 2650 blower they'd like to sell, hit up Ben Calumer. Dwayne Hickman is looking for a 2650 GT500 bowl pattern, 1314 GT500 bowl pattern blower. His went, uh, it ate itself. And VMP apparently is seven weeks out before Magnuson. Magnuson makes them the blowers. Let's say hi to the people here. Then we'll get talking about the Dark Horse. That's right. 2000 MCR, Coyote Fury. Deuce did it. Andy Ali, Brian Harper, Clean 93 GT, Travis, Monty 540, Joe Swish, Darren Harper again. Robo style, Pony, Paul Ponthew, Alex Watkins, Mendoza's Coyote. Boost Lee, Craig Walls, Gallo Bravo, D-Rock Fox, Maki Mak, Gustavo Sandoval, Slow 99, Clip Clop, Tuan, ACFU grad, Wesley Stewart, Adam Griffin, TJ Sikorsky, It's Oman, Dustin Garrison, Frank Weaver, Louis A, Savar, Motner, Nestor, A10, S550 says, what up, what up, Gravy Uffage, The Ray, through and through Mike, Yogan Lates, Cortese, John B, oh my lord, I just skipped everybody, this thing exploded, D Presley, Oliver Bryan, I'll get to that question, okay, 
Uh, Oliver, I, you got to ask that question after I say hi to the people. Lee, Cody, Elver, Jay Bruce, Jared Wells shooting everything up. Eminem, Rodney B, Johnny Boy. Excuse me, Matt Krautvick says, we, F-L-I-K for life. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Eli Gonzalez, Hot Metal, Mohammed. Hello, hello, says Donovan Sims, Modelist, Brian v uh, Notner. Josue, Lex Luther, what's up? Driving the truck, Ezekiel, 101 RTR, Brone, 313, your boy Troy, SK Jeff, one of the mods, Bill, Bill, Carlos V, SK Jeff again, Garage Bill, Coyote, 101 RTR, and all the usual suspects. Guys, do me a favor, put on the chat who I thought, what generation of human beings designed the dark horse put it on the chat i said this car was designed by boom remember about a year ago when the design started coming out not a year ago maybe months ago when i started when i bought this and i started going well this is a stupid car it's designed by no sk jeff what the hell is wrong with you stop it boomers <laughs> he said <laughs> he said boomers and gays venom racing said gen z that's right i said this thing was designed by gen z thank you very much you guys are paying attention gen z gen z gen z millennials and gen z millennials zoomers gen z baby boomers gen z gen z guys take a listen at timestamp 630 on the Savage Geese release of the Dark Horse. Listen, listen, listen. Come on, let's get let's get this going. Come on, what's going on, Alex? You're clicking, you're clicking all over the place. Take a good as a matter of fact, I'm gonna turn on the closed captions so you guys see it. Um, we uh, we assembled about 30 millennials and Gen Z's within the company from marketing and design. We assembled about 30 millennials and gen z's about 30 millennials and gen z's within the company from marketing and design if you ever doubt me if you ever doubt what i say let this be a lesson to you it is to your detriment it is it behooves you to listen to what I'm saying, not because I have inside information about this. It's because when I say something, it comes from 40 years of knowing what is happening out there. Gen Z and millennials designed this car. Now, let's give you some more specs about this situation. It weighs 3,900 pounds with minimal fuel in it, no driver. Again, 3,900 pounds, 500 horsepower. So, if anyone was to ever to say, Alex, this is a better car than the GT350, I will simply show you exhibit one. The GT350 is 3,760 pounds one oh my god is this almost 200 pounds 140 pounds lighter and it has 26 more horsepower again 140 pounds lighter and 26 more horsepower 39 and how much is a fully loaded dark horse 70 70 
$1,000. So Gen Z designed it with millennials. It is 3,900 pounds and 500 horse. And it is $70,000. Who the fuck in their 20s that has their own living situation is going to buy a $70,000 dark horse that isn't a clout chasing YouTuber? You have priced the majority of people out of the market with this car. Now, this car does not replace the GT350. This car replaces the Mach 1. Before, it used to be GT, Bullet, Mach 1, and GT Bullet. No, actually, it was GT, Bullet, GT350 up to 2020, then GT, Mach 1, then GT500. Now, it's going to be GT, Dark Horse, Dark Horse, S, something called an S, which is a, imagine a GT350 versus a GT350R. Well, that's going to be the dark horse versus the dark horse S. The R is a track-oriented car you cannot register. So, $70,000, 500 horsepower, 3,900 pounds, designed by millennials and Gen Zers. Who the hell is this car for? Who, who is this car for? I have no idea. Because the people that can afford this car are my age. Gen Xers and yes, boomers. People that have actual money in the bank. People that can actually put down twenty dollars to $30,000 and have a payment of under $700 a month. While Zoomers and Millennials and Cloud Chasers are going to be zero down, roll everything over into the cost of the car, 120% on the loan, $1,200, $1,300 for seven years. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. You have now limited your buyer base by 50, 60%. The, the regular guy that makes fifty-five to $70,000 a year, it would be nuts to try to buy this car. You have priced him out. He's going to look at older vehicles. He's going to go, yeah, no, I'm good. But the problem with the Savage Geese video is that they had every engineer on and i finally saw the person responsible for this absolute toilet and i am absolutely not surprised that it is wait for it a woman that named her dog shelby Lori transow i absolutely love mustang our six in our family all work at ford so I, I love Ford. I mentioned before, my dog's name is Shelby. Her dog's name is Shelby. And you know, you know that Shelby hates that shit. He hates it. The best vehicle I ever owned was an automatic 65 twin supercharged Cobra. I could stroke <laughs> your dick while going 200 miles per hour. No problem. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what else I was blowing off in the weeds? Your dad. <laughs> so, a woman designed this car. Gen Z and millennials had input on its design. And you have priced it at $70,000. And it makes 500 horsepower at 3,900 pounds. I mean, what? <laughs> wow. Good job. You are in C8 and Supra and BMW territory. Good job. Good job. I'm telling you, you want to talk about putting that car right in the meat of the C8 
You're telling me if you have a track oriented car that you're going to bypass if you're like if you're like oh, I'm going to spend $70,000 on a 3900 pound <laughs> 3900 pound 500 horsepower car or a car that's 600 pounds lighter or 400 pounds lighter the C8 rear engine now that it's tunable via global B stop it what are you doing ford and you guys would always not you guys a lot of you guys look i love you and i appreciate you the ones that listens to the listen to the show understand where i'm coming from i have a deep concern about where this is going and a lot of people even she mentioned she goes this is by the way we're going to focus on electrification so we're going to go out with a whimper with a big fat slow whimper designed by two lazy generations that don't know fuck all about cars except drift stick like they they were literally touting the steering i love you guys we live in america we live in america we don't give a shit if we're gonna if we want something to the guy that sold me the zr1 literally said i would never build a road track a track going vehicle that weighs over 36 3700 pounds he sold his corvette to me he had a gt500 now he bought himself a german car that weighs 3200 pounds and it's well over 600 horsepower i said i will never ever build a heavy american anything ever again so if you're a track oriented fella why would you consider an almost 4000 pound track car if you're a track guy you'd Look into some German stuff for $70,000. You look into some high-end American stuff, a.k.a. the C8, for $70,000. You're really a fanboy of Mustang that much that you're going to go ahead and spend that money on a 4,000-pound? 4,000-pound fully loaded. I'm saying full tank of gas and a fat son of a bitch like you in it at a track, VIR, 4,000 pounds, flinging corners, and you're going to get beat by every stupid little Miata, every dumb little thing. I'm blown away that this is the way they're going. So I have no hope that this will be like... Now, don't get me wrong. If someone... People are going to get their hands on a GT, 10R80, and put turbos on it and make power, that's cool. But this dark horse... If it is the replacement of the GT350 or the Mach 1, it is laughable at $70,000. I would still buy a GT350 10 times over than any Dark Horse. It's lighter, more power, more prestigious because it has the Shelby logo on it. Dark Horse, what are they going to name the next thing? Juggernaut? What are they going to name the next thing? Wolverine? Are they now naming stuff Marvel characters? Thanos? I mean, what are you going to name stuff going forward? Crazy stuff. We're also going to try to talk about, and we'll have you guys chime in, on why the tracks are closing. Now, you have seen in the last two or three weeks, a lot of, like, it looks like dominoes falling. Guys, racing, as you know, it is over. I, I know that you guys want to be optimistic. Tracks are dying. But why are they dying? Well, I made the case uh, six months or so ago that the draggy is helping kill drag racing. But there's another thing that I didn't even think about until I saw Daddy Dave on his page mention it. I can go on Flow Sports and see some of the most terrible coverage on the planet because Flow Sports is laughably terrible. But at least I can see some racing. I can watch Lights Out. I can watch World Cup. Funny thing is, World Cup is so prestigious that it is so packed and so sold out every year. That some people have to watch it on TV or online because it's sold out and they can't make the event. But streetcar takeovers are now being filmed or broadcast, live streamed. 
every every big event has a guy with a phone at the line live streaming a whole class x275 he sits there in the line and records the whole thing on facebook live and now you're able to see it for free so live streaming flow sports all these online people that broadcast the racing why the hell would i want to go to a race if i can just watch it on tv like if there's a race happening at palm beach international raceway and i know i wasn't going to race in it i just wanted to watch it but the coverage online is excellent i'm going to stay home and watch it online i'm not going to pay the 20 dollars for entry 10 for parking eight for a hot dog four for a soda and three just so that can have explosive diarrhea in the most sketchy bathroom with penises drawn all over the door so that i can enjoy myself at the track so the modern media is also helping to kill everything now um traditional outfits like 1320 and all those other people that go to the track and and actually film it and then post it the next day i think that's great because you it's not live you can see it the next day catch up they edit it and they you know they get stories in between but the people that sit there with a phone live stream it and just for free on facebook instagram or whatever you get to see a whole class a whole class run without you having to go there I'm telling you, it's real difficult to justify getting up out of your ass, out of your couch, driving to a track, dealing with people and paying money to have a less desirable experience. So tracks are not just dying because people aren't, you know, housing development and this and this and that. No, people aren't showing up because in the modern times, the draggy, if you want to, if you want to tune your carburetor and see if you made a difference, you can literally tune it, drive 60 to 130, change timing and do it again and have a comparison whereas before you'd have to completely do a whole trip go to the track adjust at the track and see if the time slip actually read out a number and see if your improvement your improvements you're improving or you're not improving based on the modifications you made draggy does it anytime anywhere as long as you have a road and a clear view of the sky because it uses satellites that's the reason tracks are dying it's not over development it's not any of that crap it's the fact that no one's going to the track because technology is killing the track. Just like that. That's just how it is. Uh, sorry. A lot of the people that were missing the track here in Palm Beach. Oh, and that's the other thing. I, I, I'm still salty about some track owners when other tracks were dying around them. They ended up making fun. Other track owners in Florida were actively making fun of the fact that the track in Palm Beach was closing. Now, I had no dog in this fight. I went, okay, whatever. But I saw it. So now when their track all of a sudden started having developments go up around them, dancing, all up in the record, all of a sudden they were like, hey, help us out. I go, uh-uh-uh. Keep that same energy, the same energy. When you were making fun of the fact that Palm Beach International Raceway was closing, Keep that same energy when your shit's about to close. So that's going to be an interesting development going forward. All right, let's get after it for a little bit. Talk to some people. By the way, I can't wait to see if Alec Bledsoe and LMP of MD did anything more with the now accessible Blackwing 
Uh, so Alec Bledsoe, I saw the last video that they posted where they made some more power on the Blackwing. I can't wait till they get some meth. E85, pulley, all that situation and see if that Blackwing can go quicker than I think a, a 1090 or 1080 or something like that. Some other guy on Facebook said he went 10, 1080 but with a 2650. So I just wasn't impressed. So I'm like, all right, let me see what Alec Bledsoe can do on a stock blower and a couple mods. And I guarantee that dude uh, has, if anyone is going to be able to really run an impressive number on a new 10-speed Blackwing, it's going to be those guys because they seem to be on point with that stuff. And again, we have great conversations with him. I have great conversations with him almost weekly at this point. I have, I don't have a relationship like that with anybody in the industry. I, like nobody in industry calls me just to chit chat of what's going on when they know that I can, ha I can have some information. I can help and he's not doing it for that. We just genuinely like each other and talk to each other. And he seems to be legit. It's not about, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? We're just catching up. And that's like the most genuine relationship I have with any shop ever. And this is a Chevy shop, mind you. So it is an interesting dynamic there. Why go to the tracks is Matt Class went for free. I can go to the slideshow and bonus have a pookie smack me into another dimension while sliding in on the ops. Shit. Damn, Matt Class. Track day is only good for hero, time slip, mind chef, DA with good prep for a good 60. Almost as bad as watching someone play video games on Twitch instead of buying and playing yourself. See, I don't get that either, Alfredo Diaz. I'm one of these guys that I am absolutely off out to lunch on watching someone else drive a big rig online. I have seen video games. I'm sorry. I've seen streams or, or, or clips of streams where guys like, all right, we're going to take this load down to Omaha. <laughs> Come on with me. Thanks for the money, uh, Silver Surfer 35. And I'm like, you're watching a guy drive a truck virtually? Virtually? Like, you're watching a guy online drive a truck online. That's the weirdest thing. I, I met... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Anthony, what's happening? The first nuclear power plant made since the 80s in the U.S. opened today. Hopefully, we can get back on this track. When did that happen in Zane Mustang? Uh, I met a dark whore before, says 313 Mike. Jamie Easton says, you can make more money on the streets on a small tires racing than at track events. Truth. I wonder if the dark whores come with factory LED starlight headliners. <laughs> like, I love this lady. She seems like a nice woman, but she's like, my dog's name's Shelby. And I'm like, bro, like... What are you bringing to the table in terms of performance? If you are the lead, what is it called? The lead product. So what I, the fuck? Let me see. She's the what? Oh, I, I love Ford. I mentioned. Uh, cool. Cool story. This fuck out of here. What's her name? Sue. I am currently the Mustang chief program engineer. Mustang chief program. I, I like how she says currently. <laughs> I love... I love when people use that inside base. See, English is a very difficult language if it is not your native language, right? So when you understand what someone is trying to tell you in between the lines, it's as if they're blinking SOS while they're talking to you. They're like, beep, 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 beep. I am in trouble. I am in trouble. Oh my God. Hi, my name is Lori, whatever the fuck. I am currently, <laughs> because tomorrow you could be the Ford Edge or the Taurus or the EV Rally Edition Mach-E you know, uh, uh, I don't know, upholstery president. The, it's like saying you're a, uh, a lube technician. <laughs> you're a product engineer. What are you engineering? Stop it. Shelby, 5,000. People are watching you and they give you money and you're not even driving the truck. But what am I... Ha 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 
<laughs> like that. I love how people go, well, you're not doing nothing. You haven't learned anything from the show. I haven't given you any inside information that you haven't heard before. I have. Okay. Look, if, if you think people be, are giving me money for absolutely nothing, like imagine if this show didn't exist <clears throat> and what you know now, imagine what you know because of this show was never, was never given up, was never said to you, was never divulged in an entertaining fashion. You would be literally looking up people like there are tuners online that lie to you. Straight up lie to you. Oh, come over here. We'll do a stage four. And da, 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 da. Can't, we can't wait to have the blah, blah, blah 1100 package. And you're like, oh, yeah. Did you see that? He has an 1100 package. Well, what's it run, motherfucker? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. Let me um, let me scroll here. Yeah, no, you know, no elapsed times. Yeah, no elapsed times at all. Oh, oh, okay. Stupid. People would regurgitate stuff that Hennessy says, stuff that shops say about stage packages because you guys eat it up, you slurp it up, you deep throw all the bullshit these other people are out there saying. You're gobbling it with two hands. And you're like, yeah, tell me more about your 1100 package. Oh my God. Hey, did you hear that? Did you hear that the super snake makes a thousand horsepower? Whoa, shut the fuck up. Shows like this keep you honest. Shows like this keep those people honest. Shows like this educate you on what's really happening in the background. Right now, there is something happening in the background that if I told you, it would blow your mind. But I can't say shit. I can't say shit. But when it becomes public, ooh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, for no reason. Yeah, exactly. People give you money for no reason, Alex, and you ain't even driving the truck. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Nine times out of 10, that 1100 package in STD and it is estimated too. Right. You guys out there are literally saying, this tuner made 850 horsepower to the wheel on pump gas. Why can't Lund? And I go, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's octane booster in there. There's octane booster in there. Like you really think this show has been saying for, I don't know, five years that you cannot safely make over 10 to 11 PSI with regular 93 octane fuel and then magically as if someone is using element 115 as fuel magically makes 850 blows my predictions out of the water like I'd have to be so wrong I'd have to be so misinformed and so malinformed that I would just spew bullshit at you without any data Meanwhile, some shop says, hey, you can make 850 horsepower pump gas. And you're like, oh, finally, finally, Alex was wrong the whole time. Take your car there and tune it and have it make 850 horsepower on regular Shell 93. I guarantee you after 10 PSI and 18 degrees, the knock sensors are going to go, eh, we're good. And then they're going to come up from the shelf and shove this thing in the tank. And they're like, what's that? Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's just an additive. Oh, it's an octane booster. Oh, 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 got it. Got it. An octane booster. Understood. So it's not pump gas anymore. But you guys eat it up. Um, dinos are about the 1100 package just a lame anniversary package on 03 Cobras happy anniversary here's some red interior inserts wait so is the good info good or bad terrible terrible just terrible but again nothing that's gonna um, adversely affect what I do but guys like you want to talk about again and you guys you because you don't know the whole story
story, and I really wish I could even allude to it. Nobody has been screwed over. Nobody has been screwed over more than Lund Racing. Like, not even close. Like, like not even close. And I'm just like, how do y'all keep doing it? And why do you keep doing it? Like, I get it. You know, there's good money to be made, and we're the best in the industry when it comes to the forward side of things. Look, there is no better in volume, quality, return time, and tuning than Lund Racing. And, and you could you could make your argument for your best tuner, and I have metrics. I literally have metrics that can back up my claim. But at the end of the day, it's almost like those companies that you would think would jump on board because this train is a roll-in, and it is making money, and we are still kicking ass. We are not playing on, a, on an even playing field. We're not playing on an even playing field. We step to the court. We're already down 50 points, and we still somehow win. That's what the best, the best thing I can tell people is we're always down 50 points, 20 points, 30 points the moment we step into a new field. And again, Anytime we get into a certain product, we become the best at it. I don't care that your boy tunes F-150s. I don't care that your boy tuned F-150s first. When we decide we want to do it, we are the best at it. And we're not sucking off anyone's tune to make it happen. We're making good money on Mustang, so we just stay with Mustang. And now, EcoBoost ST, 21 F-150, 18 to 20 F-150, Gen 2, Gen 2 F-150, Gen, Gen 2 Mustang, you know, all that stuff. The swap stuff I've always told you guys is going to become massive. The moment this administration, again, if you want this to stop, if you want this electrification push to stop, you got to vote Republican everywhere. I'm saying your representatives and your senators because the House is more important than the president. They can actually override some of the stuff the president wants to do. So if you're a car guy, car person, you like your petroleum-based fuels and your hot rodding, and you vote Democrat, I have nothing to say to you. Like, nothing to say to you. Bro, you, bro, bro, stop it. Bring back the SCT Cover Development team. They'll have the upcoming GT500. Wrong. They had a guy, if again, watch Savage Geese's uh, slurping of Ford Engineers for about a half hour, and they had guys there that were there since the SVT program. And I'm like, is this a review or is this a commercial? It's almost a commercial. I wasn't a big fan. The last 10 minutes, they basically said, it's a heavy, fat car that's 500 horse and $70,000. Like, all you have to do is watch the last 10 minutes of that shit. Avoid the first couple. Hauser S550 says, Alex, you, you literally made my decision to buy my 2018 GT. Hearing about how Lund Racing's business strategy sold me on my car in a heartbeat. Hope to get tuned soon. Excellent. I had a guy today hit me up on, on uh, at the Alex Flores page on Facebook, which is my um, business page or fan page or whatever you want to call it. It has 115,000 followers. Go check it out. Have a follow, like, whatever. I just post. I just regurgitate shit there. And some guy's like, hey, I found an RS3 for $33,000. Should I buy it? Now, normally those messages I never reply to, but that one caught my eye. This person looks at me as an authority on Mustang. Okay, so I looked at the message and I go, if you have the opportunity to buy an RS3 for $33,000, buy it immediately. He goes, excellent, awesome. And then he showed me a picture of it. It's... 100% a base GT with a Roush blower on it. I go, screenshot, paste. I go, this is a RS3, sir. I don't think there's any RS3s available for under $50,000. He's like, oh, so this is just a regular Mustang with a Roush blower? I said, yes, worth about 30 32 but the fact that it's a base model, base everything, cloth seats, everything, 
non-401A, 410, whatever you want to call it, I would definitely haggle on pricing because it's literally a GT with a blower. And he was appreciative, and I appreciated him. Late model performance in the house again, Alec Bledsoe, um, getting things done down there. By the way, if you guys go to Alec Bledsoe's page, he actually cruised a uh, X270, sorry, Warriors class car, notch. That's badass stuff. Uh, fast 420 car in the eighth, which is dumb fast. Six something second in the, in the, in the quarter mile, easily. Um, check out some of the videos on his Facebook page on Alec Bledsoe. And, and, and as always, go to LMP of MD. Hit a like. Uh, give a like. I, they might be uploading some videos coming up this week. They seem to do about once every two or three weeks. But again, the quality is legit. And if you see the amount of the amount of views that those videos get, see they have a winning strategy because they're not banking on the fact that YouTube money needs to make them their money. My issue, my biggest issue with Steve Morris is that he's made everything on on on. On YouTube, and I love you, Steve. You don't got to put everything on YouTube. Like, like, just please do something super cool and make an hour-long movie-quality video about it. Because it seems like you're clout chasing. As a business owner that makes engines and shit, I would just post Billy Badass shit like once every month. But he seems to want to post every day about Cletus's engine, this motor, and this pump gas. And I'm just like, stop, 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 stop. <clears throat> But thank you for the money, late model performance. Appreciate you, brother. Um, all I learned was FLKA all day. Uh, only, only <laughs> uh, yeah, the likes to the likes to view ratio has always been an issue. But what are you gonna do? Best way to get into performance industry, KP. Well, KP, let's let's really talk about this, and let's have a good conversation about what do you think the performance industry is? Oh, I caught it before you deleted it. I caught it before you deleted it. He deleted the message. What do you think the perform guys? What do you think the performance industry is? Tell me what you think is happening at places like American Muscle, at Lund Racing, at you know late model late model uh, of you know the the Mustang late model um, is it late late model Resto, CJ Pony Parts. Do you think there's like burnouts constantly happening? And they're just letting you drive these badass cars, and you're just like, oh my god, I just want to be around hot rods. Um, you're good at responding if it makes sense. If it's BS, I wouldn't expect to entertain. Got it. The, like the 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 racing industry is, or the performance and racing industry is a business first. So when I see these guys go racing, I go, that is a huge undertaking. Do you think racing is fun? No, racing is work. The only time it's fun is when you're winning. And if you're not winning, it sucks. You're loading up trailers. And by the way, you still have to work. You have to, you, whatever job you have in, in the motorsports industry, you still have to work. When we go to a track and I help load, there's still tickets going on. I still have to reply to the tickets. And then when we're driving to the track, we have a hot spot in the truck. We're doing tickets in the back, all of us. When we get to the track, we unload the trailer, put up the tents, put out the mat, bring the car out, fill it up, ice it down. If there's a lull in the action, get to work. So if you guys think the performance and racing industry is this magical thing that is going to be a bunch of fun, it's work. It's a lot of work. But if you get to the point where I've gotten to where I've gotten a little notoriety and a little bit of money, uh, it can be fun. But I work more than most. After I'm done 7 to 4.30, I go outside and work on one of the cars. Worked on the notch today. <clears throat> um, but, 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 uh, I need an LMP LT4 lid badly. There you go. And he says he has them in stock. Late model performance says to Adam Griffin, he has it in stock. Let's go. Look, how much are they? Can we do a giveaway? Again, I'll buy it, but I'll give it away on the show. 
um, sell, 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 no matter what. Exactly. The, the, the performance in racing industry forces you to sell product that nine times out of 10, you don't need. Now, luckily Lund Racing's products sell themselves. People already come here wanting a fast Mustang. So what I have to do is just give them the product that they expect. But if you're working for a parts house, boy, you are, you are expected to sell braided clutch lines, blowjob brackets. Like remember the blowfish bracket from CJ performance, CJ, CJ pony parts. That was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. Somebody insanely engineered the bracket to be used with a stock shifter. And it all it did was cause a bunch of noise, vibration, and harshness. Guys, <clears throat> look. The, the lockout issue on every single manual coyote is the clutch. 100% is the clutch not a line not a shifter not a it not anything else it is the clutch the moment you swap out the clutch on a coyote which is not cheap magically it goes into gear after 7500 rpms while you band-aid the crap out of it and believed the band-aid there is a guy out there right now <clears throat> that has an mgw shifter coupled with a blowjob bracket coupled with a stated uh braided steel break uh, a clutch line that still has lockout after 7200 rpms late model says i'll give something away if i have to think about what we can for the general public yeah okay guys out of the ls or lt crowd of stuff that late model might have what would you like as a giveaway i'll buy that shit i'll buy it make it so it doesn't hurt and i'll just say here you go just give it to the guy Maybe Steve is posting based on attention economy. More post equals more eyeballs and less quality. I guess so. And I understand that, Paul Sachs. But the problem is this. I used to think Steve Morris was a badass engine builder. Now, he still might be. And I, and, and I have no way of knowing one way or the other. But now, all I see him is as a YouTuber. You guys see me as a YouTuber. But I tune every day also. So maybe that's a positive or negative. But I'm trying to at least give you some info. And maybe that's what he's doing. But the problem is... Imagine if I started YouTubing failures nonstop, like a lot of the failures. Most people might say, maybe I don't want to spend $55,000 with you. Or let's say you post a badass project beginning to end and made some power and then get them out of your life and showcase your product. Not, well, let's talk about this water jacket that this water that got in this water. Like he doesn't even know how to say, the fact that he doesn't know how to say water just really makes me go mental. <clears throat> That's the other thing. The general public is so, um, what's the word where you believe everything someone tells you? Mm, I'm losing it a little bit when it comes to like <laughs> language, like gullible. People are putting flex commanders on GT500s. Listen to me. There is, no, there is no flex fuel sensor on Ford that can go through the CAN bus currently that works properly. There is nothing that sniffs the ethanol, references a table that doesn't exist for ethanol. And people are putting the flex commander on a freaking GT500. A boosted DCT $100,000 vehicle. They think a flex commander on a, on a Mustang is going to work. Did you see a screenshot of what Ford puts out there on their F-150 when it comes to their flex tuning? I wish I had a picture of it. 
in the um i think in the owner manual or somewhere in the center display if you look up some of the stuff it actually tells you not to mix fuels it actually tells you to get down to close to zero and fill up on the alternative fuel the flex logic that is in there is pretty flawed and it is not meant to be raced on or relied on but yet you have people that go oh the flex logic works perfectly so i'm gonna go ahead and race on 55 percent ethanol on the flex tune okay well you're stupid you're stupid so even now the 21 and up f-150s are now telling you get low on the current fuel now chevy has an actual flex fuel sensor and there is logic and tables to reference ford does not have that so stop Someone said an LMP cam, but it's not just a cam. It's not just like a, a B cam or a E cam or an F cam. An LMP cam is probably specced out for your engine. Like, what, you know, what heads you got? Stock. What springs you got? Stock. Oh, <laughs> stock. Here's your stock cam. <laughs> Darrell Washington says, what's up, Alex? Just catching live on the second job. We'll replay. I love that you, you, you have two jobs, brother. Matt Class says, that would be like lunch showcasing the vehicles going slower and slower and then wondering why business sucks makes no sense. Correct. Every time I watched Steve Morris go down there and he would bump in with the tires up in the air, I went, oh my God. Like, he's an engine guy. Does that mean he's only an engine guy and doesn't know anything about mechanical? Like, I was blown away that he put the car on the chip. I thought, I thought everybody, I thought everybody knew that. But, okay, whatever. The way it was set up, it... It just smoked the transmission when he put it up on the chip and let go of the brake. On that style transmission, that setup. Like, we, you can do it on other stuff, but on that setup, apparently, he didn't know, smoke the shit, right? And then after two or three engine failures, you start going, maybe I maybe I don't, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not a millionaire. I don't have $55,000 for an engine. But if I did, wouldn't I go to, like, Proline or something Billy Badass? Where this guy is constantly talking to, you know, like like he's gone on the cleater train. And I love you. That That is a double-edged sword. Because while a lot of people like him and a lot of people follow him, the same amount of people dislike him. So you got to be careful which side you choose. Like stay neutral. <clears throat> Valley 10 Speed. What's up, Valley 10 Speed? He got his car running again. And Valley 10 Speed. How many new tunes did I send you, Valley 10 Speed? for your new engine valley 10 speed has gone fours in 60 to 130 with an ess g4 g4 intercooler cams e85 stock 10r motor got hurt because it was stock and it was pushing way over a thousand wheel horsepower put in a brand new motor guess how many new tunes i sent him nothing because it is repeatable every single time you I don't care what happens beneath the injector. I don't care if you have bigger, better flowing heads, higher compression, lower compression. I don't care. Same math, same injector, same fuel, same O2 location. You don't need a new tune. Maybe log it, see if it's off a couple of percent, but honestly, no. <clears throat> have you heard of the fuel ethanol analyzer? It seems cool, but I don't know if it's worth it. Look, anything, pedal it analyzer atomizer fuckernizer uh alcoholizer maximizer just don't, don't buy it the analyzer 
Steve Morse is now giving away chunks of pistons and broken oil parts. Steve Morse probably makes more money off YouTube than he does on his engines. That's funny. Did you get the email of my broken wrist? I'm still working to take care of family, but understand how 100% people sit down doing... No, I did Why would I... <laughs> did you take a picture of your wrist? Like, hey, look at my wrist. No. I <laughs> Why are you sending me a picture of your broken wrist? I don't want to see limbs show up on my email. <clears throat> JD Swag says, yeah, if you're blowing shit left and right, someday people are going to start leaving and disliking. Um, is it worth doing all the work for oil pump crank gears and boosted application on a Gen 3? It depends on how high power-wise you want to take it. On a 10 PSI car, leave it alone. Don't do shit. If you're going to stay on pump gas, under 1,000 cc injector, under 700 horsepower, bro, you don't need to do nothing. I had a 800 horsepower. Sorry, 795. 795 horsepower. By the way, that car's for sale. Oh, my God. Some guy is selling my white car, and... the in the ad, it's like the dead dad in the trunk all over again. You can follow this whole build on Alejandro Flores' YouTube channel. Boy, leave me alone, man. <clears throat> leave me alone. Valley 10-Speed says, zero new tunes. And you know what I like that Valley 10-Speed is doing? Valley 10-Speed has already proven that this car is a 4-second 60-130 to 130 car. Now he's going to try to get it to go 8s. That's right. I have yet to know of any... Gen 2 or Gen 3 car that has gone 8 seconds in the quarter mile with any ESS supercharger. I know before you pro charger boys get on board and say, bloody pro chargers have done it. ESS has been in the game for about a year and a half in the Mustang world, maybe maybe less. So if they all of a sudden start really going 8s with a G4 with a setup like Mr. Uh, Valley 10 Speed's car, I think that'll just put a blue check mark on that blower. Because... The, the mounting of that blower is so simple. The bracket mounting is so straightforward that I would have a really tough time. Listen to this. I would have a really tough time telling you to get a Whipple, Odin, or anything else if you can go eights with a kit that bolts on and tunes in a day. No, no oil feed lines, no nothing. Just put it on and go. That'd be pretty amazing. Uh, 800 horsepower measured from the back of the balls. This one comes with the mom in the trunk, though, right? Drop a brand new set of OPGs from four-ish feet. Motherfuckers crack, clean, split. Dead dad part two. Um, PN to check in. Let me guess, his father died. No, he was like, oh, my God, he put Euro taillights, bro. Bro, he put Euro taillights on the white car. The white car must want, The white car must be like, why'd you sell me? Someone put Euro taillights on the white car. Like, stop. That car was perfect. Leave it alone. Just drive it. No, your old taillights. <clears throat> now, that's just an invitation for people to hit you up and your car no longer have nothing to do with. Right. The car has gone through two owners after me. So now he posts that because I used to own it two owners ago, that that's where all your questions can be answered. You know that in those videos, one of the engines blew up, right? You going to advertise that? <laughs> it's got a stock pump. A stock pump fuel pump who know and i told you it was dropping pressure and i don't know if they kept the 110 millimeter pulley on it that's right i sold it with a 110 millimeter and i said here's the 120 here's the belt put this on asap who knows if you put it on or not i bet you it still has the 110 millimeter on it getting 14 pounds of boost on pump gas and wondering why it's why, why it smells funky alex did you see the new ess bracket i have not is the no-tune PMAS fender intake worth it over the stock intake? Yes. Sorry if you answered this before. Yes. Yeah, so think about it this way. 
the no tune required PMS intake it has a sensor that calibrates calibrates the uh, the signal and it basically interpolates it and you don't have to do any tuning to it. But you will benefit from getting cooler, denser air from the fender well away from indirect I'm, I'm away from direct airflow. The worst thing you could do with a MAF sensor or a mass airflow sensor is give it ram air effect, especially at low speeds. It'll just drive like absolute shit. The PMAS fender well intake not only is a bigger uh, housing, better flowing filter, calibrated sensor. It's in the it's in the freaking fender well, so it's not getting direct airflow, so it should drive well. Mohammed Khalil, hi, how you doing, brother? I'm not from India. Okay. We're doing a Fox with Holly EFI, Turbo Gen 2, and a Glad. What point do you need sleeves? <laughs> um, okay, so an Illuminator, Mohammed Kaliya. Uh, an Illuminator is a 1,000 horsepower capable rod and piston coyote stock sleeves. So after a certain point and certain cylinder pressure, you're going to start warping the block. You're going to start, and aluminum doesn't like to open and, and, and close, and it's soft material. So, and it has spray board kind of liner on this shit. But honestly, I kind of tell people this if you are going to be constantly over a thousand wheel horsepower, you should sleeve it. Absolutely should sleeve it. I mean, I think you're going to need, need sleeves just for the prevent it from hydro locking from the startup. Have you ever heard Holly cars start? Depending on the tuner, of course. ESSG4 twins for a stick S550 make it twelve hundred. Which power adder? Look, if you're gonna live over a thousand, live over a thousand. Of course, you get twin turbos. And again, I'm an Aldo kit guy. My next project, if everything works out, it's either gonna be a Ruby Red Gen One. Try to get it as cheap as possible. Go as far as I can without any tuning. I think that would be cool. Or a Gen Two, fifty thousand dollar budget, fuel system, axles, drive shaft, trans, twin turbo, eights. Make sure it's under fifty thousand dollars, and if it and if I can do that, I'll sell that sucker. Like like eights, the moment it goes eights, turn it down, sell it. That would be probably the next the next one of those two will be the next project for the channel because fortunately slash unfortunately, I kind of need to keep giving you content on the car stuff. So I need to think about stuff to do for the future. GT five hundred is about to come out. Uh, I'm gonna have a week off coming up next week, but I'm gonna be working on the car. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be off of Lund Racing, but I'm be working on the car nonstop for a week until I can get it running, driving, and get you content on it. Once that guy goes to the track and does what it do does, the zero one I am just enjoying. I finally got the situation handled where it's actually driving really well. It's I'm gonna get the new Ram Air cold air intake from Greg Kong, put it in there, dial it in, maybe do a video if he wants or do some back-to-back -back testing, which is very difficult because I just don't have the time to do all that stuff. Pro Charger guys get defensive when you bring up a broken crankshaft. ESS would never. Right. If 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 ESS, if you were to tell ESS your product is breaking crankshafts, they would re-engineer or engineer a crank support. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, that's the reason they delayed the F-150 kit. The way it's mounted a little higher than the Mustang supposedly caused some deflection issues with the crank. So then they said, well, we don't want to put this out there in the market and potentially have a bunch of crank failures. So we have to devise a way of supporting the crank. When again, I know MFP Australia is probably going to get mad <clears throat> if people duplicate or copy their design. So ESS supposedly was working on an F-150 kit that has a crank support. By the way, do they still have 
do they yet have an F-150 kit? Alex, could we get a soundboard rundown before the end of the show? Sure, we'll do that. Are you going to do a 60 to 130 in the GT500? If so, what are you predicting it'll go? Fours? The goal is four 60 to 130 stick. Now, I think I might have an easier time doing that. This is why. I can probably lug it down in third gear and the torque will carry me through just like the ZR1 and I could just do one shift. Three, four. Instead of two, three, four like I did with the white car because it made no torque. So if I can get in third, 50 miles an hour, floor it, and the torque carries me through into fourth gear to 130, which it should really be cooking, I think fours is not going to be a problem, 60 to 130. But the main focus of that car is going to be the quarter mile. It's going to have to go eights in the quarter mile. If it achieves eights in the quarter mile and four 60 to 130 pretty easily, I'm going to slap on a set of 20s and drive it for a little bit, put some R888s, put the AC back in it, take it to Cars and Coffee and enjoy it. I'm not just going to campaign the car nonstop and take it to tracks and blow it up. Runs eights, 60 to 130 in the fours, I'm done. Get it cleaned up, get get it detailed, get 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 some paint correction on it, and if somebody wants it for $60,000, it can be gone. I think I have a buyer already, but I think he wants AC back in it, so I'll work on that. <clears throat> ESS needs to get an S197 kit before I go on three. It's almost like ESS listens to this show. I heard ESS is making a Gen 1 kit. Is that true? That is supposedly the rumor, but I don't know. Carlos, I'm sorry, Valley 10-speed. <laughs> How dare you say his government name? He would know. If you guys really want to know what's going on with ESS, hit up Coyote. What is it called? Coyote Performance? Or is it, uh, Coy- is it Coyote Performance in, uh, in California? Or just hit up Valley 10-speed on Instagram. So you think low fours, 60-130, is indicative of an eight-second quarter mile? Yep. My Fairmont went 470, 60 to 130, and it went 870 at 157. My blue GT500 went 43, 60 to 130, and it went 81, 169 at, uh, in the quarter mile. So if you're in the fours and you can 60 the cart, it's, look, most, the ZR1 is one of those anomalies because of the long first gear. It's just super long, and, and just because you go 460 to 130 does not necessarily mean you're going to go eight in the quarter mile. But if you can get the car to 60 and hook, yeah, it should be an eight-second car in the quarter mile. <clears throat> How much? $15,000 for rec bus? Okay, good. Does anyone recommend Jack Sands? talking about here. Midget Toss <laughs> says, honestly, I think the dark house falling off the trailer perfectly summarizes the current state of Mustang Ford. And I'm sad about it. I'll be honest with you guys. I am sad about it. They, they In the Savage Geese video, it's a good video to watch everyone be brainwashed by Ford's bullshit. And again, it's a bubble mentality. People that designed the Dark Horse, people that talk about the Dark Horse live in a bubble. They live in the Dearborn, Michigan, whatever the hell bubble. Where nothing outside that bubble matters. When... That woman is the lead product engineer for a car that is in the outside world known as a drag car. Drag car. That car is not known as a handling anything. Maybe in in Germany. Maybe in, you know, uh, Europe. But in the United States, where the vast majority of Mustangs are sold, it is a drag car or a roll car. 
It is not a handling nothing. You know what people do to these cars? They take a K member out. You know that K member you highly engineered so you can really feel the road? They ditch that son of a bitch for a couple of tubes, okay? Coat hangers hang on to the engine if they could. They don't care. They want it light, fast. Why has why has Ford never offered a drag pack street legal Mustang? Something light, minimal weight, favorable gearing, light wheels, something like the 1320 edition Charger, Challenger, sorry. I think it's called 1320 or whatever it's called. Isn't it called 1320? Is it a 1320 edition? What is it called? Let me, 1320 Challenger. Yeah, uh, the, the, the 1320. Basically a Challenger made for drag racing. Ford never did that. Ford didn't even bother. Ford didn't even care to give you a drag pack anything. They said, oh, I was an Autobahn. A Nürburgring. How many of y'all motherfuckers ever been to the Nürburgring? How many of y'all motherfuckers give a crap about the Nürburgring? Do you ever sit there around with your boys, you know, near the bar, near the grill, and you're like, you know what I love about my Mustang? That it ran seven minutes in the court, seven minutes in the Nurburgring. Said no motherfucker ever. How many motherfuckers have ever referenced Nurburgring times with their Mustangs? Huh? How many? Now one motherfucker. So Ford is out there telling you the handling, the brakes. They put TBM brakes on it from the like the moment they get it, they put TBM brakes on it, or aerospace. Bellax. Bellax! You engineered the dark horse steering so much only for the new owner to shove a 17 or 18 or 20 by 3 front wheel and tire combo in there. Congratulations. All that engineering for nothing. I could have saved you a whole bunch of time, stupid. Bro. Yeah, Ford tries too hard to be the American BMW. You know what? You know what? If I wanted a BMW, you know what I'd buy? A BMW. Oh, I'm going to buy the American version of this. Said no one. You think I look at a Mustang and go, oh, yeah, that's BMW's competition. Hell no. I go, that guy's gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so i don't know what you're trying to do and again they live in a bubble they live in the detroit bubble well this, the the pedigree 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 the mustang is known for crashing into crowds that's the pedigree if you were building the Mustang for real world situation, it'd have a huge bumper. <laughs> it'd have the biggest bumper in the history of bumpers. If you were building it for real world situations. Ah, oh, but it remote revs. One guy in the comments of the SG video said, put the Godzilla and make it a drag horse. At least we know how to use turn signals. Um, but but being gay is cool now. I think it, you think you're right. BMW is killing it right now with the opposite of Ford. Even the ugly M2 will beat the new Mustang, both at seventy thousand dollars. What happened all of a sudden? 
where BMW is now in the streets. That's right. BMW is drag racing. Mustang owners are buying them. The B whatever the fuck, B58, right? I don't know. I don't know shit about them. But for whatever reason, BMW did something right in the last, what, four years? Five years? I don't know. When did when did BMW start making motors that with a downpipe and a tune is like a 250 horsepower gain? That's what people are buying. Motherfuckers that work at a car dealership will gladly finance a BMW if it is street certified. Mustang? Oh, we made the steering a little tighter and we made it rev on the key. BMW? With a tuning down pipe, it's up 200 horsepower. Guess which one broke boys are buying? The Beamer. I, I have seen more Mustang owners move over to the BMW world than any other platform ever. I would have never thought that would have happened. Not in the my wildest dreams that I think that Mustang owners, I thought Mustang owners typically go Corvette. But the C8, for whatever reason, turns off a lot of people. And I understand. I understand. But the BMW, for some reason, they, okay, stop it. I don't know of any mid-2000 BMW that gets it with just a tune and a downpipe. So stop it. Stop it. Like what? 12s is getting it? N54 started it. Toyota perfected it. Most screed up. That's right. N54 BMW 2007 N54 BMW changed the whole game up. I'm going to have to get on game. Let's get me on game. Post facts. I don't know. I don't know shit about BMW. But you know what I'm seeing? Most Mustang guys ditching the Mustang for a BMW. So people people that are looking to buy to get into Mustang, you have to get into a Mustang for the right reasons, right? So, let me get into Mustang. Let me look at the specs. 4,000 pounds, 500 horsepower. That doesn't sound that great, does it? 4,000 pound Mustang? Like 4,000 pounds and Mustang. It just doesn't even, this doesn't even sound right. That's why I made fun of the GT500 relentlessly. See, a lot of people think I'm just busting on the dark horse because I got nothing to say. Y'all were here when I was making fun of the GT500. You guys were here when I was saying the DCT is not a drag transmission. And it is 2023 and we still have no access to the DCT. No access to the DCT like we would any other transmission. I made fun of the fact that it had Gen 2 headlights. I said, you're going to buy a $100,000 car that has Gen 2 headlights? $100,000, and it has headlights from 2015. I put up a post on Facebook. I said, for sale, GT500 headlights, $6,000 back in 2019. Everyone loved it. It was a great joke because they're the same headlight. Alex, that's because they want the crackle and pop tune. B58 is better than N54, 55 by a long shot. N55 is worse than the S55. S55 is worse than the B58. S58. B58 is basically a modern 2J. N54 is fragile but a monster. The new M3 is the GOAT. Okay. Dark Horse versus 5th Gen ZL1. Who you, who, who? 5th Gen ZL1. Dark Horse versus a 5th Gen ZL1? 5th Gen. 5th Gen Camaro. Is it that stupid Bumblebee piece of shit? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's a stupid Bumblebee piece of, Bumblebee piece of shit. I'll put my money on the Dark Horse because <laughs> I'm not a fan of that Bumblebee-ass looking Camaro. Fuck that car. 
Um, <laughs> S58 is the one with the four bolt ons capable of running nine, no turbo upgrade needed. God damn. So what car does that come in? Which cars do the S58, is the S58 the engine? Or is the S50, okay, uh, now I gotta look, okay. You guys get me on game. I don't wanna get on game. I don't know shit about which cars. What is the lightest BMW that comes with the S58? Go. I'll Google it. I'll Google how much it costs and I'll see if it's a Mustang competitor. Um, I have a 16 GT and an E92 335i and the 335 walks the dog on it. 4,000 pound Mustang, sedan weight right there, exactly. Half to the chat came out as gay, knowing way too much about BMWs. Hey, you know how it is. These motherfuckers love, love, love to self-snitch. The M3 is $85,000, all-wheel drive, daily driver that can make 750 horsepower, downpipe E52, and dark horse is $70,000 that gets dogged by a $33,000 $33, BMW 340. Interesting. Uh, Alex, my girlfriend is laughing in 6th gen. <laughs> <laughs> just buy a p7b if you want 4,000 pound car s58 is bmw okay the s58 is in bmw's m2 m3 and m4 so the s58 in an m2 how much is that m2 bmw m2 bmw let's look it up uh what year 2024 okay uh straight engine price 63 ford Ford, it's over. Ford, a 2024 BMW M2 is $63,000. It supposedly comes with the LMNOP engine that everyone, what the fuck's the name of the engine? The S50, it comes supposedly with the S58. And it is $7,000 cheaper than the Dark Horse. And you were a couple of mods away from running deep 10s and maybe 9. Oh my lord. Guys, thank you for putting me on game. This son of a bitch is the Mustang competitor? This is the Dark Horse competition. An S58 equipped M2. Bro. I, I love you, Ford. The Dark Horse is dead on arrival if people are willing to pay $70,000 for it or this. BM2, BMW, curb, wait. Uh, all. You fucked up. Ford, you fucked up. The M2 is lighter. The M2 is cheaper. The M2 is mod friendly. I wish I had that. M2 is a chick car. Oh, what's the dark horse? It's still heavy. It is heavy, but it is lighter than the Mustang and moddable now. The dead horse. You just can't beat it. What's that? What's that gravedigger music? Gravedigger music. No, 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 no. Like, 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 um, 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 ominous, 
what's the music that you would pick? Like it's it's dead. I put Grave Digger music, and it's like the truck, the Grave Digger, Soldier Fortune theme song. What's that? Oh, this is this is stupid monster trucks. I don't know how I got on monster trucks. The oh my god, guys, thank you so much. No, no, not Darth Vader music. What's the one? Not, not the, not not the um, Imperial March. Imperial March is the Darth Vader song, but it's not the Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker. Undertaker music. No, but but his is just like organs playing. I want the one with the. Uh, god damn it! You know what I'm talking about. Uh, rest in peace music. Let me see. Rest in peace music song. <laughs> no, no, no. Music. I I need to find it now. To <laughs> oh my lord, music. Rest in peace music. Uh, rest in peace songs. Dorothy. Rest in peace. Okay, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe someone will actually find it. <clears throat> Funeral processions. Thank you. Thank you. Funeral. <laughs> Procession song. Funeral procession song. There we go. Chopping. March. Funeral march? Is this something else? Let me see. Is this it? There it is. There it is. The Dark Horse theme music. If a BMW M2 is 63 thousand dollars seven thousand dollars cheaper than the dark horse weighs a hundred pounds less and you can downpipe e50 tune it and go well into the tens this is the soundtrack for the dark horse it's over i'm sorry it's over look if that's the case and everything you guys are saying is true you would be absolutely stupid to buy the dark horse to tune those new S58s is almost $7,000 for a tune. Valley 10 speed. Is that true? <laughs> it just gets, it just gets, see, that's the problem, right? When you buy German cars, they have a lot of potential, but then you got to downpipe it and tune it and it's seven grand. No, it's not seven grand. Stop it. I know that some Mercedes, because I think Rentec is here, right? Rentec. Rentec is here in Stewart. Yeah, look at this. Rentec, and again, you guys want to know why I love living here. Rentec is here. The Billy Badass Mercedes Tuner is in Stewart, Florida. So uh, I've heard of tunes costing eight grand, six grand, five grand. I'm like, boy, I wish we could afford, I wish we could become that Billy Badass, but we're dealing with junk. JD Bruce says, I got you, Theo. Uh, what's up, Alex? Best mini cat defowler link. <laughs> okay, EPA. So, yeah, no problem, EPA. This guy wants me to get self-snitch on some bullshit. 7,000 is cap as fuck. <laughs> I love Valley 10 Speed talking all that shit. You know why? Because Valley 10 Speed lives in an area where uh, Cuban, Cuban Coyote, you remember Cuban Coyote? Where is, where is, um? boy, I wish I, I hope I still have that. That was one of those, yeah, here we go. Check this out. Oh, you're okay, coming a little too high. Cool. That's when Cuban Coyote couldn't launch, but launched. And then he said his transmission was broken, but he drove it on the trailer. <laughs> oh, shit. I love that. I love that. That's one of the most awesome internet videos that will live in internet infamy forever. 
because well okay what's the what was the race right what was the stipulation so cuban coyote raced a jeep and it was like winner gets this much but if for any reason you break you get this much that was an interesting stipulation in that race so cuban coyote couldn't launch for whatever reason and he said transmission is broke so the (laughs) so now now they're negotiating for the broken payout but the guy with the jeep was like i don't believe your transmission is broken and he's like how'd you get it up on the trailer and he's like oh you know axel he goes let me see so then they started squabbling about the money either you pay me for the full race or you know or if your shit's actually broken you gotta prove it and then june comes in with the line of the century oh that was so good that was such a wonderful moment on this chat um ecu needs to be sent to fin fin find land <laughs> ecu needs to be sent to fine land same for new <laughs> same process as a new tuner <laughs> the squabble guy exactly People that love the dark horse are the same people that wear the big Ford Mustang jackets with all the patches. Plus, dad, new balance shoes and listen to White Snake. Okay, let's do this. Let's give away a shirt. Let me see. Let me see what I got for shirts. Oh, is that it? Oh, it's over here. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay, so we got more race motive shirts. Oh, I'm so lazy. I'm so lazy. All right. So we have um, another blue shirt, but this one's small. <laughs> this is for this is large. Any skinny boys out there? Any skinny boys out there that want a large race motive blue shirt? This is nice. This is actually really nice. So any skinny boys out there that want a blue large race motive shirt? I don't think it'll fit me at all. So we'll give that away. And we have a black. What size is this? Another large. Oh, we got to get some extra large for the, this fat motherfuckers here. Where are we? Uh, what's this guy? Extra large. Okay. This one shows off the sweat stains really nice. So if you have a big old fat gut and you want your armpit stains to show, we got an extra large um, race motive shirt and we have a blue large race motive shirt. I'll give those away unless you want something else. This is also race motive, but this is large. I'll let you decide. I'll let you decide. I'll let you know. So be a large or an extra large today. Don't be a... What the hell is all this shit? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on here? What's it say here? Something time? Race time? Where the fastest cars come to play. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little ethnic for me. Do you know what I'm saying? A little graffitied up. But I'll let you decide. I got white, black, white. A lot of white, a lot of black shirts, so I'll let y'all decide. But for now, the blue and the gray seem to be the one to go. What color was Cuban Coyote's car? Go. What color was Cuban Coyote's Mustang? Again, member only, giveaway. Got to be a large or extra large. What color was Cuban Coyote's car in that video where he talked that shit? Oh, my God. How dare you? How dare you, Nestor Barrios? Hey, he's still here. He is still here, Cuban, and he gave it away. <laughs> he gave it away. 
There you go. Sorry, just to throw two. We need members, members, members. Large, large, large. Uh, grabber blue. Oh my God, no members. I can't believe I have to give it away to a non-member. Oh my God, none of the members knew except it's Oman. But dude. I got a guy that said it way before that, just a 302. So just a 302, I understand you're not a member. I really wanted to give it away to the members, but you answered Smurf Blue, like like super duper blue. Someone said Grabber Blue down here, but he also isn't a member. So I'm going to give it to you, just a 302. Just a 302. This is what you have to do. You email me, ydbt 4 life life, ydbt4life at gmail.com. Prove who you are. Tell me which shirt you want, okay? Uh, actually, tell me which shirt you want now, okay? You want the blue shirt? And what size? Are you large or extra large? And I'll let you know what I got. Let's do it one at a time. Um, what's his name again? Just a 302. I just want to hear from you. Which shirt, what size are you? And which shirt do you want? We'll get that done. Someone said gray Mustang. Um, so I'm looking for just a 302. What, what size are you? And which shirt do you want? Look, I'm just going to put them all up here. here. Look, I got a bunch of shirts. <laughs> Just which one do you want? Um, and then we have another one over here uh, that's um, there's a black shirt that's in a bag. I haven't even opened. This is nice. This is this is thick. This is super. Some of you guys need to hit live. Damn, you should have taken the time to type my full name. Says it's Oman. <laughs> Where is homeboy? He's not answering. If you don't answer quickly, we'll just go from there. Um, yeah, just email me which one you want. Fuck it, we'll go from there. Okay, uh, next one. That was uh, just to do black is cool, large. Okay, black is cool, large. Black is cool, large. Okay, just a 302, you're getting this thing. So if you're in the wrong neighborhood and they think you're tagging, you might get shot. But you get this guy. This is a large. So just a 302, you win this one and we're good to go. Okay, uh, next question uh, would be, which goose went sevens first? Which goose went sevens first? That's an interesting one. Lund Racing, which goose went sevens first? Members only. I got to give it to a member at least. Ah, Nestor, you had a 50-50 chance and you're still not a member. No. Thank you, Travis. Blue Goose was the first goose that went sevens. That's right, Blue Goose went seven. I think it went seven seventy, like right off the rip, right? So uh, we were able to, uh, we went seven nineties, but the Gray Goose struggled to get into the sevens, but once it got into the sevens, it went deep sevens. Gray Goose went like seven nine, seven seven, seven five, seven three, seven two, seven oh. Gray Goose is daddy, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. So, Travis, congratulations, Travis. Let me know what size uh, and uh, color you want. I have larges and extra larges, white, blue, black, and uh, I'll just send you whatever. But I got larges and extra larges. So, Travis, hit me up on ydbtforlifeatgmail.com. Just a 302, got the black large, and Travis, let me know which one you want, and we'll be, go from there. Good, good show. We got over 450 people watching. So, um... What did Cuban Coyote? Cuban Coyote ended up buying a BMW. Cuban, if you're still on the chat, thank you for the money. I appreciate you very much. Uh, it's all good, Nestor Barrios. It's all good. What made you decide to go BMW? Because I need to talk to these, these guys. Because I understand that things can get popular and people want to buy what's hot right now. But 
were there a lot of people in your neighborhood, in the hood, where the fuck you're at, that were just running BMWs? They were running really fast on the street because, let's be honest, most of these BMWs are racing on the street. They're street certified. They're out there doing dig stuff, which is wonderful. Yes, they're all-wheel drive. But not only is it all-wheel drive, it handles, stops, and it looks really good. So if now BMW, because growing up, when I'm, I'm old, okay, so M3s of my day were fragile. They were not fast. The engines blew up easily. Transmissions blew up easily. The first M3 I ever saw was um, in, in Riverdale Road in West Springfield. And it was black. And I forget the, um, I forget the, uh, the year. So I'll tell you the first M3 that I ever saw like in person. Uh, it was like a 19 M3. 19 M3? No, no, it was not. It was like a 2000 and something. 2002 M3? Yes, this was the first M3 I saw, and I thought, what a beautiful car. This car right here. I thought, jeez, what is this? This is obviously an after, you know, Billy Badass version, but I'm like, what are these cars, right? And everyone, every, every, every guy in the neighborhood has something like this, and it was Billy Badass, right? But I never cared about it because, one, you couldn't, I didn't really know a lot of people making them fast. They were wildly expensive. And then I started hearing these things weren't necessarily durable. But did something happen recently where all of a sudden they made power and they were durable? So the E46 M3 is what he's what I'm talking about. What he's talking about here. So the E40 E46, okay, I don't I don't know. But it was fragile. And I remember my uh, sister's boyfriend at the time wanted one. He can afford one. And he's like, nah, I hear bad things about the engines. When did all of a sudden BMW really start getting after it and making good power with tuning? Again, tune friendly is my wheelhouse. And that's all I want to know about. If something is tune friendly. And if you can supposedly make 700 horsepower on, on um, 700 horsepower on e, E50, that's something to be said. That, that's... That's super, super, super impressive. Uh, that's a good-looking BMW. Yeah, yeah, won't love long at eight. Yeah, yeah, won't love long at eight seconds. What's she talking about? Manly three hundred for big power. Oliver, great price. Okay, they're talking about. Look, B fifty eight blew up in the roll scene quick. Oh, it did. Best Coyote rods. Manly Cali's over Oliver. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I am not a fan of like telling you engine build stuff. That is out of my wheelhouse. I would never. Um, try to tell you which rods to get. Engine builders have combos like we have combos. They like we like PMAS cold airs. We like ID injectors. We like four innovations fuel systems. We like certain things. Engine builders have their own thing going on. Engine builders tend to um, whether they like Manly H I beam whatever. Ask an engine builder. You could talk to Keith Ray. You could talk to FFRE, which I don't even think they're available. Like, I, you either buy their motors and trust their product or don't. That's literally how it goes. Yeah, Omega. That's what I heard about the E46s, uh, or at least that generation BMW. So that's why I never thought BMW was anything that I would ever even look at in terms of performance. And a lot of the BMWs are LS swap. Like, a lot of the BMWs I've seen around are LS swap. So I'm like, okay, obviously their engines are not durable. But if all of a sudden the newer ones are really getting after it, there must have been something that happened higher up that made them get after it in terms of block design and uh, power uh, capabilities. It's crazy. 
Alex, with the Golden A50 horsepower, maybe a little over, maybe a little over on a GT350, would you recommend an ESS or twin turbo setup? Both. Look, the easiest one is going to be an ESS to install. It's going to take you a day to install it. The twin turbo is going to take you days. And you got to deal with you got to deal with lines, oil lines, feed lines. You got to deal with more stuff, boost controllers, blah 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 blah. Robbie Zidane's customer had a GT350 2016, I think, or 2017 GT350. He installed the ESS and it went 168 miles an hour in the half mile, which is fast, fast. So, you know, you could you could you could uh, take that for what it's worth. Coyote engines are more durable than BMW. I believe that. Cuban says, there wasn't many people here with me with BMWs. I got a dude a potential motor can handle 850 to 900 horsepower. But how'd you know about that? How'd you know about that? Where'd you find that out? Um, an upgraded turbo. Only weak part is the trans. These can go low sixes in the eighth and even fives. Good. An M2 might be a chick's car, but that's the one to get if you want to build something to go fast because it's the lightest one. I think, right? BMW got good and reliable for mods after 2015. Nice. Realistic price to pay for a stock 1314 GT500. $43,000 with the same mileage of one that is $54,000. You're going to pay well in the 50s for something that's really good quality. Like something that's really nice. You're going to pay well into the 50s for a 1314 GT500. And I don't think the prices are going down. They've sort of like held. They were going down pretty quick for a while. Then they held. And you're going to start seeing them creep up again. The newer generation Mustang that comes out is only going to highlight how good the older generation stuff was when people start realizing when you use them in the real world, light to light, at the car show, at the parking lot, roll racing, drag racing, that the older generations are superior. And people are going to start going, damn, these new cars might look pretty, might handle really well, they might do a lot of things well, but the reason I use Mustang is to race. And I am getting walked by old cars that I shouldn't be getting walked on. Yeah, that era is over. It used to be that the newer cars always superseded the older cars in performance. Right? You had a two-valve. You saw a Cobra. Cobra beat a two-valve. You saw a three-valve. That, that did not translate well. Then you saw a Coyote. It was quicker than a three-valve and quicker than a stock Cobra, pretty much. Then Gen 2 handled and had better power potential than gen 1 gen 3 more compression 10r80 beefier mt82 now it's heavier maybe tuning will be delayed who knows so that'll be an interesting thing to see but now you're going to start seeing older stuff um older stuff you know be desirable especially older stuff that's not going to be done anymore like this is gonna there's gonna be maybe one or two more shelby cars that come out just to give it a send-off because 2020 late 2020s guys it's ev and they might still slap shelby stuff on ev stuff which is sacrilegious i did a lot of research says cuban i was between different cars and ended up with a nice comfy car that will blow the doors off most street cars s58 is years of bmw knowledge put into one and most beefed up alex they put that engine in an suv they're crazy fast for a mom's car yes ben calamer's wife has one and he goes this thing is like 10 seconds in the quarter mile it's stupid fast i think it's the same with the audis and the volkswagens nowadays the golf r's and the rs3s get it all the drivers wear tight in the streets it's only a matter of time seeing a 1600 horsepower b58 Mendoza says 1340 GT500s are going 50-55, decently used, low miles, and excellent quality. You're going for over 60. M3 is a sedan only, weighs like 50 pounds more than the M2. That's okay. If it's only 50, pound more, 50 more pounds than the M2 but has four doors, 
M3 is where it's at. Let's look at a new M3. What do they look like? 2024 M3. And what are they going for? Uh, $76,000. Boy, that is pretty. Okay, I got to admit, that's a good looking car. I'm not an M3 fan. But I don't like the color, per se. Is there any other color? Any other color? I mean, I don't. I'm not a green fan. I think green's shitty. Red? No. Gray? No. No. Why is it only green? Oh, bro. Eh, I think that's like a Photoshop situation. I don't know. Cars look good. It's gonna be a problem if it's only seven thousand dollars more than the Mustang Dark Horse. You're gonna have to choose between a Dark Horse or a BMW. You really, you're really, you're really making the choice easy for it. You are making the choice insanely easy. An imported German quality car that is highly uh, um, tune friendly is up against your NA 4,000 pound car that is not supercharged or turbocharged. And these cars are all wheel drive in the same price range. You think you're going to compete and you don't think these M2s and M3s will absolutely blow our dark horses blow doors off in, in a road course? It'll drag race you, outbreak you, outturn you. Ford priced themselves out of the competi- out of competition. They priced themselves out. The only reason to get a Ford Mustang right now is the name because you're a fan. They are not getting any crossover fans or any crossover people. I think Ford is hoping that the de- the leftover Dodge and Camaro guy that was considering buying a new one just falls into a Mustang. What what makes you think that they won't fall into a BMW at that price range? Dark Horse better come with Toto for that price. Ford's charging way too much for the Mustang. Thoughts on C8 Stingray versus S650 in the quarter mile? Oh my God, the Stingray was destroy it. The Stingray is like a low 11 second car in the quarter mile. Bro, stop it. BMW on top of that. That's why my little bro Cuban got the BMW. Got it. 7,000 more for the American BMW or save 7,000 by going with the original Alex M3 or CT5V. Well, according to... If it comes with the badass motor, the M3. The the Blackwing is going to end up being like a low 10 second car when it's tuned and dialed in. Like the CT5 Blackwing 10 speed is probably going to be like a 10-2, 10-1 car by the time it's all said and done with some math and a couple other things with minimal mods. And it's going to be, you know, pretty fast. But I want that all-wheel drive for the street stuff because the Blackwing is only going to do well on a prep surface, in my opinion. My Mano G80 with exhaust weight at 3690 something with a full tank. Uh, a lot lighter than a Dark Horse and put down 482. Uh, it's a perfect dad car. David, I, I already said that twice. Uh, the, the, the C8 Stinger will destroy any S650 Mustang in the quarter mile. Stock for stock. And three, stock isn't much slower than a GT500 either. Started off, Tony Smith has started off buying something old and building it to do everything you want and not having a car payment. Yeah, but you come up. Okay. Tony, you don't get it. Now you're coming off cash. You know how much it cost me to build my Fairmont? Better off buying something old and building it to do everything you want and not having a car payment. You can build something better than an M3, Tony Schmidt. You can build something that goes tens in the quarter mile, stops on a dime, turns, and has the refinement and quality of a German vehicle. Please, please tell me what you can build that's better than that. I love these people. I'm just going to LS swap my Fox and it'll be better than an S80. Or uh, S80. Uh, <laughs> M3 or uh, whatever the fuck motor it comes with. Unreal. All right, guys. 
I'm gonna get out of here. I gotta rescue. I didn't rescue somebody. I guess their car doesn't start, so I gotta get out of here and rescue somebody. Thank you very much for hanging out with me today. Today we talked about the millennials and Gen Z building the dark horse, and it was verified by the Ford people. We're also gonna talk a little bit about. Sorry, we also talked about what's killing drag racing. Then we ended up talking about BMW being priced right where the dark horse is. Tough times ahead for Ford. I see it. It's coming. M2 and M3s are going to be bought up instead of any new Dark Horse or GT variant coming up. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Talk some shit on Thursday. I'll try to get you guys a video out before the end of the week, a standalone video. We'll just make something up. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> but if not, catch me live on Thursday, 8 o'clock and 9.30 a.m. on Sunday. All right, guys, have a good rest of your Tuesday. See you guys later. Bye.